The talk with Alex and Dan went on really long, so we decided to make it two episodes. And here's a little clip where Brandon and everyone realized how long it was. Oh, we're going to wrap this shit up? Well, I mean, we can keep talking. It's been a couple hours. How long are we talking for? Two and a half hours. That's awesome. But this is what me and Alex do. <laughs> yeah, we'll just uh, rebrand this as like a JRE uh, podcast. Yeah, we'll just split, <laughs> we'll just split this into two episodes because this is what we do. Yeah, we could. We could easily. Yeah. Or just, yeah, just do a part one and part two up front. Yes. Yeah. We so right. we do. And now, back to the beginning. Are you guys hungry? Was it episode 50? <laughs> we just ate. Oh. There's pizza yeah. and wings back there. Pizza and, and Cade, wings. Cade's making sandwiches, yeah. too. Hmm. New sandwiches. I'll what catch you guys at the end of the show. I'm going to go have me some pizza and wings. <laughs> is the list over there? Is the list over there? Yeah. yeah. Episode, what's it? Episode 15, Kevin? 15. 51. And then somebody said episode 51. So I saw something today that they have 400,000 signatures of people who are willing to storm Area 51. You need to be updated. Uh, on wow. like September something. I was like, this is a thing? You actually know? Did I, did I already turn going? in my time off work request? Oh, yeah. It's I approved, see, right? I want to see the aliens, though. I'm going to use a cool. vacation day. I'm going to go <laughs> from the outside. <laughs> I, know, I want to I see the UFO and the aliens and stuff. That'd be cool. Hell yeah. Isn't there an SR-71 there too? Yeah, you can see one of those in Tucson though. Yeah, we saw it in Tucson. I don't like to go to Tucson. <laughs> You'd rather risk your life storming Area 51 yeah. than drive to Tucson. So we can see Elvis and Tupac. They're there. No, Elvis lives in like in Hawaii, I think. Oh, my bad. Probably. Yeah, He's probably living a good Hi- life too. Hitler's in Argentina, right? Yeah, Hitler yeah. would be like 104. But yeah. I think Elvis, Elvis wouldn't be that much old. He only died in the 70s, right? He didn't die. I think everybody yeah. owes me $5 because everybody had Alex on the pool for bringing up Hitler first in the conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he was influenced by the font. That is the coolest show. Did you watch that, that? What's that show, um, Finding Hitler, on the Discovery Network? Is it the same as Finding Nemo? Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's better. <laughs> yeah. uh, better or worse? Yeah. That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, Nemo did not have like a bunch of guppies he made work on a daily basis. Sorry, uh, Andy. Building him weapons. That'd be fun. And, so, and baking people. I guess we should introduce everybody. We were just talking here. Got the gang back together. Joe finally showed up. Yay. What do you mean I finally showed up? I was uninvited, and I was invited back. Oh, what? Uninvited. <laughs> uh, maybe He's been not. on, like, dates, like, every weekend. No, I've been on adventures. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> That's what I call them. Kevin's back. I was in Zion. Williamson? No, I wish. I'd be so rich right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've got some of our favorites back. We've got Alex and Dan from Grand Canyon. Hello. This is going to be fun because we're just going to shoot some shit and drink some beer and tell stories. How about that? Yeah, I want to know about your event today because this sounds fascinating. I didn't know it was going on that long. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the Feast of St. Arnold's is uh, an event that's been going on at Fibbers for years. Um, it celebrates some Irish something or other. Basically, just any excuse to drink. Uh, Tim McGovern is the chef over there right now. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you are familiar with his food. The food he it's made and posted. Super delicious. Looked um, ridiculous. Yeah. Is that Irish food? Oh, well, yeah. Everything I mean, food. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think Irish food a lot of times is just like a handful of things plus general European, you know, hits like potatoes cooked four different, five different ways. And <laughs> All the hits. And haggis. Yeah. Sausages and, you know, other bland foods. So. 
However, but no, uh, the food that Tim made and prepared was great. I had the schnitzel, which was this giant sandwich. I don't know why there was even a bun involved, but that sounds good. <laughs> it Is it schnitzel insane. like deep fried chicken? Yeah, but it was yeah, it was enormous. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, I'm looking at Instagram pictures here. That's yeah, really good. So what they do every year for the event is they bring in a bunch of local and regional breweries. We have about I think, 12 jockey boxes. Really? Yeah, today, I think I counted while I was in there. So they have they expand their tap availability basically from like 12 to 40 or whatever it is. It's a little mini beer festival. Yeah, it's it, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's all like crazy rare one-offs. Like uh, I mean, I haven't had Miho by 12 West in forever, and it was there on tap, and it was killer. Uh, <coughs> but that's what it's always been. I mean, we've uh, whenever we contribute to that festival, we always just allocate them some rare keg or whatever. Dire Wolf. Uh, we never kegged that there. <sighs> Sorry. I wish you would. I'm still waiting on a keg of that. Well, so am I. <laughs> we'll see how this, we'll see how Nymeria turns out, and then maybe we'll figure it out. That sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I, you know, and I think it's really weird because I'm the only one here without a beer right now. Uh, that makes two of us. This is not fair. Oh, where's yours? You just I have drink. I don't yeah. have a beer either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As he takes a big All right, drink. here. Now I don't have a beer I know. I need, we need a, a bartender to pay attention to it. Oh, Some we, people's You need kids. to get beer wenches here. That would be so cool. But nobody would get anything done. No, you wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah, Joe Joe would be here every day then. That's how you get your uh, Yeah, I yeah, probably would <laughs> No comment. <laughs> do you want a beer, Brandon? Are we going to open this bottle? Or? Yeah, we should open that bottle. The bottle opens right there. Kevin was kind enough to bring back some beer from, uh, I don't know, where were you at? Three Floyds in Indiana. Oh, there we go. So we're going to go ahead and open this. It's a, kind of a small brewery. Some people may have heard of it. <laughs> Little fly-by-night operation out of the Midwest. Indiana, yeah. This beer is. What is this beer? This is the Arctic Panzer Wolf. Arctic Panzer. It's an Imperial IPA, I believe. I'm excited to try it. Yeah. I don't think I've had this one yet. Thank you, kind sir. No, you don't need one of those. Put it back. No. <laughs> My wife's holding a baby, so no, that's not happening. Put it back, April. <laughs> not going to happen. There you go, sir. Thank you. Where do you find one of those? Kevin brings them back for me. No, no, I'm talking about what April has. Oh, I don't know. You're, you're practicing making them all the time. So. Uh, no, I believe in abstinence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure you do. Or butt stuff because <laughs> you can't get pregnant if it's on the butt. <laughs> it's true. Would that be I don't think you can get pregnant here? either way, Joe. Oh, yeah, because they're guys. (laughs) 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 Silly me. I knew I recognized you from somewhere. Grinder. Oh, my God. You handsome devil, you. You have to see my shoes from the back. Yeah. I've only (laughs) seen them from the tops. (laughs) I've only seen the tops of them. I can already tell it's going to be the best episode ever. (laughs) Dude. Witty banter. I love it. (laughs) Only witty on one end, but whatever. This is good beer, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's take a drink. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. I can drink this. What's the other one back there? Zombie dust? No. Yeah, zombie dust. Yeah, zombie dust. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I know. Yeah, zombie no. dust is lighter, so we kind of went backwards. But we should like pull out a bunch of beers and just talk about how cool our friends are that sent them to us, and talk about how they're really special and nobody else has these beers. <laughs> I'm just really lucky to be hanging out with guys like. I'm gonna make you. a podcast about that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> call it soft chorizo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 
this beer is delightful. I enjoy this. Yeah, thank you. So, so I don't Sorry, know well. much about you, Alex. Tell me about you. I like to. I like How to learn. How much you know about Alex? Everybody knows about Alex. I know of the name, and I think we've actually met maybe once or twice, but not really talked. So, well, my story begins. No. <laughs> I, I once open mouth kissed a horse. Wait, no, that's not the part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I have this like weird like um, Slumdog Millionaire style journey to craft beer. Like everything that got me here doesn't make any sense, but all those skill sets kind of have helped. And uh, so I kind of came into beer in 2013 on the supplier side, I guess, the brewer side. Who was that with? Grand Canyon. Okay, so you've been with them this entire time. Yes, uh, they're it's the, it's the only point I got, man. <laughs> I. Uh, I've been in uh, HRM my whole life, you know, started in the kitchen. I have a the Cordon Bleu certification out of uh, Scottsdale, back when that was still accredited. Uh, that's actually why I moved to the valley. Well, I moved to the valley because the Rio Chodesca fire nearly burned my hometown to the ground and we had to evacuate. So I evacuated, sold all my shit, moved to the valley. Damn. And then attended SCI. Um, became a bartender to Guanamax, which is where most people know me from. Uh, I was there for a long time, eight years in total. Uh, did craft beer programs over there with uh, Chris C.W. Walterman who's now over at Pitch. And then that kind of, you know, I met James Swan selling uh, Santan beer way back in the day. And then I left the industry into telecom. Cause that Stop was there. Why did you leave? Why did you want to leave? Everybody wants to be part of it. And why would you leave? Well, I had already been doing restaurant management and bartending for so long. And I was really interested in craft beer and I was homebrewing. I just... I was, lo- I was looking at the industry as a whole, and I, I just didn't have a lot of faith in a second revival of craft beer. So uh, I also had just started a family, and I needed to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, sold my soul to telecom for about three to five years. I worked for, I did the AT&T U-verse contract out here, which is no longer out here, I believe, because uh, uh, that company, Pace, is no longer here. But... Uh, I actually met a bunch of people I know in the craft beer industry there. Um, a lot of people that I know from Boulders I met through that association. And then I had went home for a funeral, and our founder, it was a mutual friend of ours from childhood because we grew up together, and I'd been trying to get in with Grand Canyon forever already, and it was just kind of time for him to expand and bring someone on board. And then you know, I guess that's kind of where it all kicks off. How did and you I've start? Like, what was your first job there? Just street sales rep. Oh, okay. uh, just making sales calls. I just wanted to. Oh, I like the way that sounds. Sounds dirty. Yeah. <laughs> street just, sales rep. Yeah. Uh, you were working the streets. Showing that thigh, you know, mm. flagging down cars on the corner. Thicker than a blow, sneaker, Blowing boy. strangers in the alley. I mean, what? Uh, you tricked me into saying that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird about it. Maybe a year in, uh, me and John had a talk about the future of what we were doing and what that was going to look like, and I kind of pitched him my version of what I thought the future should look like, and he kind of created this job for me, and we've just kind of been doing that ever since, and that was probably late 2014. And then I'd say this year is the year all that hard work and effort is starting to come to light and fruition, and it's just, you know, the, the fruit bore of a lot of, a lot of hard work from a lot of great people. And so now that vision that you know john was inspired by and that 
you know, everyone we've picked up between Dan and Kevin and Sam on the way has helped, you know, uh, reshape and retool and refine. And so we're doing our, I mean, if you've, if you've been familiar with our brand at all, you're starting to see some rebranding in the market. That should all be wrapped up by the end of next, well, early end of Q1 next year. But so it's just uh, it's great, honestly. Uh, I used to wake up every day to put out fires, and now I just work and I don't know, it's beautiful. You can enjoy your job is what you're saying pretty much, right? Yeah, it's stressful as fuck. I wake up with more work than I'll ever finish every day of my life and only add more to it, and it's just a constant chisel away. But, I mean, it's fun. We get to do this kind of stuff. Uh, I get to see my family. <laughs> I uh, don't want to hang myself every morning. It's dope. Oh, I know That's that good. pain. <laughs> Join the brewing industry. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> At what point did you and the Grand Danion get together and became come the Wonder Twins? <laughs> I'll let Dan go on that origin story. Um, yeah, so Alex, Alex is my best friend, and he's wanted to hire me for like four or five years, and uh, I think he slowly wore me down. No, the timing was right, um, and it, it worked out really good. Yeah, we met at uh, where, where did we meet? Um, that out west. It yeah, was, it was, uh, it was next to the original Peoria. Put on by the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Near Van Buren? It was the end of beer week, and you had been, like, you did, like, 15 events in six days, and you, were, you were over everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were with Rosie, who was working with Santan at the time, because yeah. I was working for him. And uh, I said hello, and you said hi to me, and then I think that was it the rest of the day. <laughs> he had you in hello, basically. It's like fucking Jerry Well, Moore. you know how I don't like meeting new people. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> in, in our industry where we meet new people all the time. Yeah, and then I think uh, my, my my best recollection after that was uh, you'd reach out to have lunch at Short Leash. Oh, yeah. We went and ate hot dogs. Yeah. And then you were just, I just remember seeing the passion in you, just like you were excited to like get at it like I was. And so it just made sense to hang out and try to get shit done. And then, yeah, I think it was uh, four years ago, almost to the day. We're getting close. Uh, we'll be celebrating our fourth co-birthday. Yeah. Our first one was when I asked him to come work for me. Uh, did you get a ring? <laughs> no, but I had to buy my own beers that night. <laughs> well, that's stupid. <laughs> Who wears whose letterman's jacket? That's what I want to know. He was trying to keep you humble. I mean, he could have just waited till and told me the next day. But he's like, hey, we just got here. It's our birthday. I'm going to go work for Bell's Point. I was like, I mean, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> so let's have fun. And, I mean, it was. It's all good in the hood. I mean, and, I... And it all, it all worked out the way it should have anyway. It, no, it did. Because I probably wouldn't have been the best person at the time. And well, I would have you I, I wouldn't have been able to retain you. Yeah. And it would have all fallen apart, for sure. So it all kind of worked out. But Things work out for a reason. Yep. Yeah. And now it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah. So, you're talking about the future and the growth. Can we talk about Mesa? No. <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, I want to talk about Why Mesa. Why are you so sweaty all of a sudden? That's weird. I'm making him nervous. <laughs> well, Brandon's just radiating a lot of body heat. I, <laughs> I am. I am. Feel, I feel hot, too. <laughs> I, feel, I can feel it. It's the chemistry. That's what it is. I like it. Uh, actually, I mean, obviously, you can tell by looking at me. I'm overweight, and then I just sweat a lot anyways because of that. I'm and then I've been <laughs> drinking all day, so, you know, a lot of great factors on that one. So it's just a normal day for you, then? Yeah, I'm a sweaty Betty for sure. Yeah. Um, no, we're, uh, I guess, just to cover Mesa real quick so it's not weird, we're looking at some options. Uh, 
to come to the Valley. We've had some great beginning conversations, but right now Flagstaff is kind of what we're focused on. As far as you mean, like putting a brewery up over here or something? Yeah, but we actually have an open date for Flagstaff, so that's just where our head's at right now. Um, So that's what we're focused on. I mean, if something comes up in the Valley that works, it makes sense, and that we can fully, like, sign papers that know we're committed to, and Flagstaff is that'll be that awesome, but Flagstaff's committed and uh, not that long away either. Well, yeah. even with Flagstaff and Williams uh, being so close to each other, that's not not a big deal at all. Well, I mean, there's a couple uh, demographics uh, that kind of help us. Um, most touristed park in the world, so it has an average of over 2.5 million visitors a year. The park okay. itself, a lot of that traffic comes through Flagstaff. And uh, there's not necessarily any indicator that that business transfers to Williams specifically, which is where we're located. Um, meaning that people who come to Williams and go to the Grand Canyon generally plan to do that. And that people who plan to go to Flagstaff and go to the Grand Canyon do that. And so um, the main thing for us is that Flagstaff's kind of like this destiny, this like hero's journey for us, right? Like John, when he got out of the military, he went to Williams and you know purchased a a gift shop and eventually a restaurant, but he was living in Flagstaff, uh, going to NAU in the HRM program, uh, trying to get his master's, which he now has. Um, And because uh, he spent all that time in Flagstaff and he's a NAU alum and I grew up in Arizona and Pine Top Lakeside with John, uh, traveling to Flagstaff all the time as kids, it's, it's like coming home for us and it's really exciting. And so that's, mainly what it is for us the cannibalization we don't even assume that it will ever happen flagstaff has this great hyper local scene that we want to be a part of we want to contribute to their economy to employ people in flagstaff we've long worked with flagstaff as a brewery anyways so we might as well come in and contribute and we can in a really positive way. We're, we'll open on August 22nd, or on the day of our 12th year anniversary. Nice. We're competent operators. We've been through some struggles that you know have killed breweries and come out the better of it. So we know that we have something to contribute to Flagstaff, and the city's excited to have us. So it's going to be it's going to be a great time for us. And I was just wrapping up uh, Mesa since you stepped away for a minute. We're just kind of really. Focused in Flagstaff until like anything's yeah, on paper. Yeah, something new sign. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, uh, just Flagstaff will be open August twenty second. So is this going to be a, just a giant tap room? Uh, no. So it's. Um, will it be like the Williams location? Because that place is beautiful. Well, it's also enormous. So uh, <laughs> no, Flagstaff is a five barrel brew house. So we have the floor drains cut already, and uh, we're just waiting it's for the city. An, uh, entire brewery. So it's like a like a pilot you can use it as a pilot system. Oh yeah, well, yeah, it's five barrels, so it's uh, it'll be our pilot system. Uh, our two brewers, Ronnie and Brandon, will brew on it, and it'll kind of work as their pilot system. It'll maintain, you know, so many handles on site at the brewery that are only available at the Flagstaff location. That will separate it from the brewery in Williams. Road trip. Same thing with the food menu. It will be similar to Williams, but different. So the idea is, is that any of our satellites that you go into, there's a different beer and food experience that's unique to it. So when you, when you travel to, you know, theoretically, if we ever get one open in the Valley or Tucson or wherever, or even just Flagstaff, like, well, I've been to Williams and I've been to the brewery. It's true, but there's beers in Flagstaff that you can only get there, and there's food that's not in Williams. And the idea is to have this, like, experience, right? Almost like, like a draw to get you to come, right? Well, 
when, when you like a brand and you're familiar with it and, and, and you're comfortable with it, you like it. But at the same time, in this space, we like to innovate and people, our fans, like to try new stuff. And it's, I'm just trying to give enough familiarity to where, like, if you don't want anything different, we, we, we still got a lot of the hits for you. But there is enough to make it like, hey, let's go try this location. Let's see what they're doing a little differently. And then it gives our brewers a chance to really experiment around and... While I vowed that we will never make a hazy IPA at the at the Williams facility, if Ronnie and Brandon want to make one in Flagstaff or, <laughs> or wherever someday, right here, <laughs> let's go with hazy IPAs. But <laughs> I'm still still not about it. But you know that's again, it's just pilot system, and so it'll it'll operate as a small pilot brewery. We have a full bar, um, and then a lot of it's it's still Buster's in Flagstaff. But you're gonna change the name though. Oh, it's so Grand Canyon Brewing Company. Yeah. So Dan yeah. can write some cocktail recipes for the bar in Flagstaff. It's the first brewery in Flagstaff. When are you coming on Milton? <laughs> so how's the how's the other brewer, breweries in Flagstaff? How, what's that response to you guys coming in? Uh, it's been really great. Uh, Ryan at Dark Sky has been very helpful in the process of like kind of familiarizing myself with how they work together uh, as a unit. They call themselves well, it'll be eight now, but at Flagstaff Seven. Because, you know, they have this rich culture and community of breweries. I was just at a chamber meeting and uh, ran into the Mother Road people there. They were excited that we were in town. Uh, I haven't had any... I mean, that's what's great about the community, right, is uh, you get a, a pretty warm response. Uh, so we're looking forward to coming in and having fun with everyone. And, you know, we'll be even closer neighbors. <laughs> with everyone. That's cool. I'm excited for that. I'm real excited for that because I still haven't been up to Flag. I mean, I've been, I've been there like for a Ever? day. Or, I've been there for like a day. Well, let's fucking for, go. Yeah. What Last time I was doing? there was the Guild meeting. Like, well, yeah, I drive through Flagstaff. That's what I do. There. I drive through on my way to someplace else, and I, I never. I've stay. driven through to Williams like two or three times. But August twenty second sounds like a good time to come. It sounds like a lot of fun to go. <laughs> yeah, Flagstaff's uh, that's pretty red. I uh, I like going up there, and I'm I'm spending a lot more time up there, and I, you know I just. The other morning, I got up a little early before the chamber meeting and just had coffee with Ryan out in front of Tourist Home and just stared into the clouds for like 20 minutes. <laughs> just peaceful and awesome. And Flag's just super chill. Um, it's my happy place. We'll put our flannels on, get our top knots going, skinny jeans. We're fucking ready <laughs> yeah. to do this shit. You see some snow this winter? It'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, yeah. get your man bun grown out. Yeah. High That's elevation. what I'm working on right now. Oh, my God. I'm just trying. I think about growing my fro. Just boom. You should go for that. <laughs> it gets pretty big. Yeah, I mean, Flagstaff would <laughs> appreciate it for sure. Be all natural. I once saw somebody walking a coyote on a rope. No down way. In downtown Flagstaff. Are you kidding me? Uh, that's a little too mainstream for me. But that's one, of the last, one of the last times I was up there before the guild meeting uh, was my brother graduated from NAU. And as we're pulling out, we're sitting on that main street to pull out there. Right across the street, there's a tree, and there's a dude sitting under the tree smoking a bong in his graduation outfit. Holy shit. I was like, shit. only in Did Flagstaff. Did you get a picture? No. I didn't. Oh. Uh-uh. I thought nobody graduated from I would have taken a picture. I would have been like, <laughs> <laughs> as I walked by. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is Flagstaff. Yeah. This is Flagstaff. Yeah, because I just, I just drive through on my way everywhere else I'm going. I just never like go up there to stay. And every yeah. year, I'm like, I'm going to go up there to some festival. I'm going to go up there and do this. Flagstaff yeah. has amazing food, like their food scene. Yeah, I just uh, was eating a pastrami sandwich over at Proper. Holy shit. That Proper's legit. Proper is... Nothing they're doing is wrong. 
It's everything they do. Really? They have beer? I gotta eat there. When yeah, I they they, yeah. they used to be they used to share a space with Historic, but they ended up. I mean, they're just so busy and so successful. They uh, they took over the Grand Canyon Cafe. cafe. Yeah, they took over the old Grand Canyon Cafe there, and uh, I walked in there for lunch. I think on Friday, and it was just there's no shit. <laughs> what, 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 comp- what place was that? I'm Proper sorry. meats and provisions. Just like the best sandwiches you'll have. It's, it's like a it's like a little uh, deli restaurant. Um, that was in that same building as Historic, right? No, they, uh, what I was just saying, they moved uh, to next to uh, the old uh, Grand Canyon Cafe next to oh, okay. uh, Martins, which is dope because you can go in, eat chili quiles at Martins for, for breakfast, breakfast mm. order a pastrami sandwich that you're going to eat for lunch later, and you're just set for the day. And you were in ten feet in Flagstaff. <laughs> You've traveled. That's that works for go, me. Brandon. I'll drive. Okay. We'll I mean, that's legally binding. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ah. I'm up there all the time. Let's fucking go. Oh yeah, we'll take the Les Brew and go. I'm gonna get rid of the Les Brew. Are you really? Yeah. Man, what are you I gonna just, get? I need something bigger. I'm gonna get a truck. Are you? Yeah. About time. Crew cab, and then I can put my little shit chingadera on the like top. F one fifty. Fucking Ford. Do I look gay? Well, <laughs> <laughs> don't get a Raptor, question. man. Get a Raptor. I'm gonna get a, a Chevy. I get a Chevy. He's a Chevy. He's Mexican. The only yeah. Chevy I would buy is a Corvette. <laughs> no. 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 Kevin, you're not that old yet. No, I'm not buying a Corvette. I'm just saying, if I had to buy a Chevy, it would be a Corvette. If you come in here wearing old guy rules shirts and stuff, I'm kicking you out. Is that your no. midlife crisis, buying a Corvette? No, it's called a Tesla no, no, no. for him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a Tesla. Tesla. He is a He's buying himself a Tesla. That's his midlife crisis. Yeah. So Kevin's midlife crisis is a Tesla. Yeah. Brandon's midlife crisis is a brewery. brewery. A brewery, yeah. Mine is younger women. Yeah, that's for damn sure. That's I've been going through it for a long time. Yep. Now. That's the best one. <laughs> High five, Apparently, mine is buying tiki statues, but I don't think that's a midlife crisis. I think that's the end of life oh, crisis. You said something about a line earlier. <laughs> You're building yeah. a whole damn trailer. That's well, a midlife that. crisis. That's absolutely you, you what it is. How earlier. many there's tiki statues can you fit into one horse trailer? I don't think I'm legally allowed to respond to that right now. <laughs> Dude, I haven't even seen the fucking horse trailer yet. I think what you're going to need to put at least 10 of those in there. Yeah, my, my birthday's coming up this winter. You might have to throw yeah. me a tiki party. I might, have to, I might have to commission you. What about you, Alex? What's going to be your midlife crisis? Oh, I thought I was just coming to the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I don't know. My, my friends uh, have always asked me, like, even when I was young, they're like, were you born 50? <laughs> I've always been the most responsible and adult-like of my friends. I mean, that's not true now. Cause that's I just horribly reflective on the rest of us then. <laughs> well, no, I, I, like I said, that's not true anymore. Uh, I do have much more responsible friends now, but uh, it used to be the case growing up, and I don't know. I hope I find it. <laughs> I, I'm, just having, I'm just having fun right now. I mean, good. I'm just, you know, riding this meat suit on a rock, hurtling through fucking space with no answers. So I'm just going to try to fucking enjoy it. <laughs> there you go. That is the most stumbling thing I've ever hill. heard in my it life. It sounds like he's the only one who's got this thing figured out. Yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the whole it's okay thing, man. It just, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be all right. I'm getting You're there. You're going to die horribly. We all are. I don't want to be horribly. And, uh, that makes everything from here to there easy because it's not horrible death. This is not necessarily horrible. Uh, give me a scenario in which dying doesn't like hurt or just like isn't horrible. I in your sleep. But how, how does that happen? Your brain just like slowly shuts off like a machine, or do you wake up grasping at your throat for two seconds before you die? But you, you probably no, you no, don't no, even no, wake no, up. Your heart let's, stops. You're done. It just let's let's done. ask let's ask the paramedic here. He knows. 
But I, mean, I am a janitor for the Deer Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like the joke. I want to. I want to die peacefully in my sleep, like my grandpa did, not <laughs> screaming in terror like the rest of the people in the car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> The only horrible part about dying is if you're alone and they, we find you a week or two after the fact and your dog eats your face or you melt into the carpet because your body just comes apart. Uh, it's horrible for everybody else, not for you. Yeah, because yeah, they're done. They, they've they yeah, I mean, gone in their sleep. Yeah, once you're dead, you don't care. right? right? And, that, and that's kind of my whole point. It's like it's not my problem once it happens. Only if you're in hell. I'm going to be with my Lord J- Baby Jeebus <laughs> with my guns and my Bible, America. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, say some but then, but then I have to believe that the devil with pointy horns and a f- pitchfork and a tail, and then that's just you know, that's exactly how he is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm just. You, you don't think his reputation is overblown? You know, he's actually probably a cool dude. <laughs> and he's like, hey, let's go drink some beers, man. <laughs> Kevin is the anti. The music's pretty cool too. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you this: if I have to pick one, I'll tell you that. Black Sabbath isn't playing in heaven, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go where the music's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? They might have Eric Clapton in heaven, so that's cool. Uh, the dude literally used to wear a shirt that said, no snow, no show, so probably not. It's from the <laughs> earth. It's okay. It's natural. <laughs> we know how much I want Clapton <laughs> in heaven. Cocaine's yeah. natural. Come on. <laughs> I want some nose candy, some booger sugar. Let me have it. Uh, so you just make it sir, from the leaf in of that this one industry, plant. we refer to them as nose beers. Thank you. Nose beers. <laughs> nose beers. <laughs> Shrooms. All that stuff. Na- it's I like natural. Sugar it comes better. from a, the <laughs> leaf. Sugar. It comes from the leaf of a plant, and then they, they just kind of concentrate it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> they mix it with gasoline. With synthetic chemicals. Gas- and well, yeah. Hey, it's from our friends of the south. You're welcome. <laughs> Good work, guys. <laughs> yeah, you should have you should have hookups down there. Listen, what makes you think I don't? I just <laughs> am Mexican. You know how to end the drug war? Just kick off a, a shop local program in Colombia. That's really the secret. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't get much more local because now you can buy um, CBD oil at Circle K. Can you really? Yeah. There's a sign up I saw yesterday. that CBD oil is sold here at Circle K. CBD will be the great snake oil of our time, and that is to clarify that CBD oil is great and works. But because it's such an unregulated industry, and because you can literally uh, sell something you call CBD oil, you have no idea not what's CBD in it. oil. Because it's so unregulated, it is going to be a lot of people are going to be tricked. A lot of people that could have gotten actual medical treatment are going to be tricked. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, whatever I'm buying is the only thing that's helping well, my how, chihuahua. Yeah, how do you know so. what's, what's good? What's like, not? it's the only thing that makes Jerry, like, not hate everybody. No, no. <laughs> you have a fucking chihuahua named Jerry? I love Jerry it. the dog. Oh, I love yeah, Jerry's it. the best. I try to steal him every time I'm at dance place. That's <laughs> too get, high. That's why I only get invited, like, twice so, a year. So then you'd nice. have nine chihuahuas. Nine chihuahuas. Like Joe. <laughs> yeah. They're going to legalize the weed. It's, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, it's not for another so two years, though. They should legalize mm-hmm. all the drugs and then... You know, have a standards. Hey, somebody and then Bob Marley playing them. in the background. Tax them. Yeah, well, Kevin Pablo Escobar. Well, listen. The question is, is like, how libertarian are you? And listen, I believe that I an like eight-year-old coal miner should be able to buy his heroin with Bitcoin. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slow down, Austin Peterson. We don't. We don't want eight-year-olds in the coal mine. That's. <laughs> No, for sure. But we no. don't want anyone in a coal mine, actually. But, but, if you, but if you legalize all drugs and just kind of let Darwinism sort it out, like, we're all good, right? I mean, there's no one on earth who hasn't heard that meth is horrible yet. And even people who are on meth will tell you horrible. Every, the guy selling you meth is like, this shit's horrible. Don't do it. 
Let me say some weed instead. So yeah. let's just, you know, I think that addiction is a is a community and a morality issue. Like yes. that's something that you should be taking care of by people who care about you. Yeah, it's a community and social issue. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So just legalize it all, and I mean, I, I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, just legalize and tax the shit out of it. Well, first of all, don't tax it. That's theft. And California's <laughs> already proven that you can't do that. They overtaxed marijuana when they realized it recreationally, and the black market everything. is thriving out there. Oh, to avoid the taxes. Yep. Good point. So if you overtax something and you make it unaffordable, it doesn't matter what it's trying to benefit. That's a good point. Watch Fuck. Murder Mountain on Netflix. That oh, show is crazy awesome. good. Fascinating. Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, you know Greg Sorrells is from there. Makes some <laughs> Humboldt County, Greg Sorrells. <laughs> is it really? Yes, sir. Wow, I can't wait to that's ask him back, about that's that. That's his backyard. Really? I've never paid attention. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, he's got a bunch of that stuff on his sleeve. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't even know who you're talking about, but it sounds He's cool. one of the owners of Beer We got some badass uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other one's dressing up like the... <laughs> yeah, when you think about things like marijuana, it's kind of silly, though, because it's just a plant that grows everywhere. Like It's the devil's I, lettuce, Kevin, don't you know? Jazz well, cabbage. So I grew up in Missouri, and anything grows there. I mean, everything grows there, because the soil is ridiculous. So my dad has a story from the early 70s, and he's a straight-laced guy. He has a, a beer every once in a while or a drink every once in a while, but he doesn't, you know, whatever. So he... You know, they lived out in the woods. Uh, growing up, I lived out in the woods, right? So you take your trash out in a hollow. So many know, answers. So many answers. Yeah. You take your trash out in a hollow, right? And you burn it because you, you don't have trash hollow? collection. Like you know, it's like, tree, a, right? it's like a little valley. A hollow oh, okay. tree? No, no, no. no. Like a valley because like the, there's hills, right? So in between two hills. That's and called you, a hollow? Yeah. So you, yeah, you sleep, fill up the hollow uh, with Sleepy hollow. That's with the headless horseman. Yeah, and you burn it. Well, my... No, no, no. It's just like two hills, and there's a space in between, and so you fill in the you fill in the so space in between. In the bottom of two hills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you fill in the space in between the two hills with your trash, and then you burn it. You burn it because you don't want to just leave the trash there because it smells, right? I guess. I don't want to burn trash. <laughs> no. You. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm telling you the story. Holy so, shit! Okay. You hear a trash burning forest dweller? Continue. <laughs> No, it's crazy. Literally, I woke up one morning, looked out the back window, and there's a there's like wolves and coyotes in the backyard. It was crazy. Eating the trash. No, the, no, because we, we don't burn the trash in the backyard. It's like over the hill. Appalachian American. So much is happening right now. Just, it's just, not the Appalachians. This is Missouri. It's, That's like it's hundreds of miles thing, west of the Appalachians. Five one. That's your sign. I, there should just be a reality show of this stuff where they just like. Uh, have you seen it. the wonderful Wild Whites of West Virginia? No. Yeah. Watch that documentary immediately. Yeah. Oh That's man. The this is this is yeah, my. I don't want like all the incest and shit. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. It, it, it's about like uh, what Roy Walker Jr.'s like or Hank, Hank Williams the third and his dad and like all those crazy dudes from the Appalachians. It's yeah. about them. Really? It's crazy. And oh. Missouri, basically. Yeah. No, it's it's not that bad. We just lived on a gravel road, and there were woods behind the Is house. Is this the house that you, your dad bought from Montgomery Wards? Yes. Yes. You'll tell tell that story next. See? I told you. Dude, let, me, let me finish this your first Your dad story. bought a house from Montgomery I got I got an Atari 2600 from Montgomery Wards. Oh, you were rich growing up. Let me tell the they first the story, and then Brandon will tell this story. How many times have you been annually penetrated? That's what I want to know. None. 
so, so they've been abducted Area 51 eight times. Talk again. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a good story. So, so we burn the trash, right? And so my great grandfather was like 90 or something. So he's burning his trash, right? And it was a windy day, and so he didn't he didn't pay attention to it. So it got out of control and it started spreading. The fire was going everywhere. So my dad and um, and his brother-in-law, they're like, oh, shit, you know, we got to get out there and put this fire out. So they go out there with shovels, and they start shoveling, you know, dirt and putting it on the fire and, you know, tamping it down. And he goes, oh, and then the wind changed, and the smoke all, you know, was going over us, and we were like, okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden, he goes, suddenly we didn't care about yeah. the fire. And there I was in the fourth dimension. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? The entire hillside was covered with, you know, what we call in Missouri, di- ditch weed. What's Jazz cabbage. It was all marijuana. It's called ditch weed? Ditch weed, yeah, because it grows everywhere. Because it grows in the hollows. Really? It grows everywhere. So it just it, grows just Yeah, in the ditch there. next to the road, it, it just grows. In Humboldt County, in Hawaii, yeah. uh, it grows. Alaska. Really? Places, yeah. yeah, anything will grow there, but it's everywhere. Cannabis is just supposed to, like, it just grows, like, free range. Have like, you ever found free range? And you? Uh, no. So, so I does found that mean it's organic? <laughs> All Technically, I've, I found it in my trash? youth in the forest, but I, I didn't start using it until I was, you know, in my 30s. Uh, legally, uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I think that, you know, with you know the argument with cannabis and its its harmlessness, I think the argument really should just start where it starts, and it's, um, it's my body, fuck off. Yeah. If exactly. I'm not hurting anybody or their property. Fuck off. Hashtag fuck me off. too. Exactly. Exactly. Because the reality is, is like, um, it's about control. Like, n- me, me doing. If I wanted to go do a, a whole, uh, whatever a measurement of cocaine is, I'm not too sure, but if I wanted to go do like a whole Key bunch well, of it in my in my backyard. Bump, I pass out in the bathroom and I wake up and I go to work on Monday. Who the fuck did that hurt? No one. Yeah. Zero people. In fact, I probably. Uh, help pay the rent of some young entrepreneur that hooked me up with that fucking eight ball. You made his BMW exactly. thing. Yeah. Oh, eight balls, yeah. Yeah. It's only a three series, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was your other story, Brandon? I don't know. I'm all like fascinated by burning weed like and ditch weed, yeah, because it grows everywhere. I mean, literally, Crazy. it's just like. It's so like did you high. go out and like collect it and shit? And oh no, smoke this it? was this was this was like when I was wasn't even born yet, or I was an infant. I oh. mean, this is a, a story he's told so me when later. Are you to, when are you going to your dad's house? <laughs> <laughs> I have family. Well, he lives on the other side of town now. I but. have family in Illinois, and they have farms, and they have wild asparagus that grows. It doesn't sound quite as exciting. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, that just makes you peace, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a funny story. My aunt. Die, you know, hardcore, you know, Catholic, Mexican teacher, high up. I don't know how it came about, I remember, but she had this plant and she thought it was pretty and it's growing. She put it on her desk and she's growing it. Oh my God. One day a student goes, "Um, Do you know what that is? She's like, What do you mean? She's like, It's it's just really pretty. He's like, You know, that's marijuana, right? She's like, What? No. She had it growing in school. Yeah. (laughs) Had no idea. That's how naive she was. It's just well, a freaking it, plant, though. It's, it's a beautiful plant, too. Yeah. If, you, if you've seen, like, the hybrids that are, like, purple and orange. and I mean, they, I've been oh, I didn't know so that. Much about I've only it. seen I've the green so ones. Oh. Oh. I've only seen the ditch weed in Missouri. It's, it's green there. He does beer, <laughs> not weed. Come on. A friend of mine who left the industry actually works uh, in that industry now, and he's also a photographer, and he takes a ton of pictures. and Award-winning pictures? Award-winning photos, actually. Yeah, and 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we Mike can have Willis, him on as a guest. Worked for Nine Labs. I mean, it's no. He started, uh, didn't he? No, I think he just. Uh, it's called he, Nine he, Labs. He came in when they started up, I believe. What's it's called it called? Nine Item Labs, I believe. Okay. And when his mom came I, in. Item Nine Labs. We asked about him. She's like, he gave up selling beer. He's gonna, he's gonna sell drugs now. <laughs> he was always selling drugs. Now he's just being honest about it. And, and now he's. I'm just super kidding, Michael. I don't know if that's it. true. Uh, now, now he just has a W two up for it, <laughs> and now, now he's just getting taxed for it. I'm just waiting for craft marijuana. That's the next thing. No, seltzers is the next thing. Do you not watch the news? Oh <laughs> Independent. Craft marijuana is 20 years out. Dude, everyone's got to legalize it first. It's coming, but it's not here yet. Give it 20 years. It'll be federally. Uh, it'll be federally legal in the next like what five years. Yeah, but it's going to take a while before the craft comes out. So. Oh, oh, the beers and uh, all that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. marijuana culture, at least as far as like in the in the dispensary world, is kind of already like that. You know, that you have people like Nine Item Labs, like uh, I can't think of. A ha- I, there's a handful I can think of, but they are like branding already. Like you know, Escobar. yeah, th- th- they're they're already kind of like doing this. Like, well, our bud does this, and you know, it is only a matter of time before it's like, well, we only grew three of these plants. I see and a field trip. <laughs> in our so future. now people standing in line waiting, getting in a can. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of how cannabis already is. Like, you know, you'll get notifications. It's like, oh, hey, we have this, and you know, first come, first serve, and then we're out. Wait in line for that? Uh, no, I won't wait in line for food. So I won't <laughs> wait in line for anything, man. Is there like a new game coming out? I don't go to Chipotle. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to fucking shit my pants. <laughs> have you seen that South Park episode, Chipotle Way? No. Yeah, they sell no. this product. It, they do it like. Um, what was his name? Uh, the OxyClean guy. They do it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Billy Blaze? Yeah, they do it Billy Blaze style. And it's uh, it's called Chipotle Way. And it's a spray that washes the blood out of your underwear when you eat at Chipotle. <laughs> well, there goes my dinner plans. <laughs> that is always in the back of my head every time I eat Chipotle. I'm like, well, is this going to be a good underwear? night or a bad one? <laughs> Me too. It is now. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know. Is this? I, I can go on a diet. I need to do it for the calendar anyway. Uh, so I'm going to eat Chipotle and just shit my brains out. now. You know, uh, eating a salad also does that. I don't like. <laughs> so, but wait. I just had a. Th- I just had. I just had a sudden <laughs> thought. Smoking is one thing, but eating wait, wait, wait. is something different. Hold on. I just had a sudden thought. A lot of people said, "Oh, you got to buy this marijuana stock or this marijuana stock," and I'm like, "No, no, no. There's like ten thousand of them out there. How do you? How can you pick the right one?" Well, I like, mean, don't like, buy canopy like growth. Right? <laughs> but someone, someone has to have an index fund for penny stock marijuana funds. That's what you want to well, buy. That's your job to figure out, Kevin, and let us know. Oh, believe me, I wrote it down. Here. I wrote it down. I'm going to look it up. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Please, we'll have follow-up please next let us time. Know. We'll have follow-up next time. That'll be our next podcast. I'll report back. start the pot side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we'll we want to do an smoking. episode where we just blaze up and just talk mm-hmm. about, Done. Like, you know. Yeah, I don't want to. S- yes, there we go. STB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or we just. There you uh, go. Or here's an idea. We just uh, eat 100 milligrams of an edible, wait 30 minutes, and hit record to see what happens. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So, scares me. A, a, dude, edibles start, like, edibles are a little different than normal cannabis. They're like, uh, anytime you go over 50 milligrams of an edible, it is a psychedelic experience. Like, Really? Oh, yeah. It, the, the way your body processes edibles and the way uh, it, uh, the, the, they, they need to bond uh, fat-soluble cells in your body, and then the way they interact with your THC receptors, or your cannabinoid receptors, rather, uh, inside your body is 
and the way it burns through it creates this other like release chemical in your body which is something that's like associated with psilocybin mushrooms and stuff like that so while it is cannabis and it's 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 very much you know you, like a lot of people like take it and they're like oh like freaking out and they're like I don't know what's happening like that's it's because it's more of a psychedelic experience your your mind is opening up wow and Does it matter uh, what's I mean, strain is important. Uh, biodiversity in the human body is super important to consider, right? I mean, even like everything from Ritalin um, to even cannabis works for some people, doesn't for others, right? So like my, I know people that were like, so indica traditionally is a downer, but it, that's, that brings some people up. And then sativa is generally like a creative, energetic strain. And then sometimes that makes people sleepy. And I've never done the weed. Really? Never. I wanted to. Okay, so is this because of your job or just no? no? I was afraid of my grandpa. My grandpa kicked the shit out of me. See, I grew yeah, up I did, that I way too. I didn't do it until I was 30, man. Until I was 30. Mm-hmm. 32, actually. I didn't until like two weeks ago. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. I've only done, I've only done it twice, so. So I'm very naive when it comes to that stuff. But. I am too. That's why we have Alex here because I call him my guru. When people ask me questions, I'm like, you know what? I need to talk to my guy first. Let me, I'll let you know. He's just Sherpa on the uh-huh. lead adventure. No, it totally is. I'm like, I got some I, questions. I, I, uh, I definitely like the, the Sherpa experience, you know, uh, especially with like mushrooms or like crazy uh, doses of like stuff like that. Like that's more like antidepressant kind of like behavior for me. Like if I'm going to take mushrooms or if I'm going to high dose, I, I do or edibles. I'm going to do it with people I trust. It's more of a antidepressant like experience for me. Like that's. And, and that's what's crazy about why the fact that it's even illegal. Like, it's just so, it keeps you on track, you know. It, it makes you feel closer to the earth. It makes you want to be, you know, in that moment, I guess. And it just, there's so much clarity, uh, I guess, with those kind of experiences. As long as, I think al- involving alcohol in those things makes it more Okay, ridiculous. that's what I want to touch on. Alcohol, and when we had a conversation, you talked about, I don't see you drunk. And when you brought that up, I'm like, fuck, I really never see you wasted. Yeah, and you I, talked about different strains doing different effects. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so I mean, like, uh, you know, drinking is a lot of what I do, and uh, yeah, you get paid most for. people who hang around me have never, if rarely, see me ever drunk. And uh, I'll let my hair down every once in a while, and it's definitely intentionally. But yeah, like, if if I'm kind of headed to shitty town, I can kind of tell uh, if I just, you know, hit a pen or something like that. It can. It can balance me back long enough to, you know, get my feet un- under me, you know, not have that next beer and then just kind of like balance back out. And then there's a lot of scientific evidence coming out that cannabis protects your liver and your body from the negative effects of alcohol anyways. Really? Yeah. Tons of tons of science, uh, peer-reviewed science uh, is coming out that shows that. And I mean, prohibition in general is horrible. I mean, I thought we learned that lesson the first time. But um, marijuana prohibition, I think, in a thousand years is going to show that one of the things that slowed us down tremendously. I mean, even if you just talk about, I mean, not even just the drugs, man, hemp, the, the, the plant, which I think is mainly the problem, right? Uh, you can make paper that, like, is durable as shit. Yeah, didn't that have something to do with Rockefeller back in the day? Oh, yeah, I mean. Because he owned so many plants and didn't want. Well, the, ho- the, the whole the whole reefer madness, the whole, like, you know, Mexicans and blacks raping people by because they smoked it. That was all marketing Whoa. to prevent. There, there's a documentary on Netflix about it. It's crazy. Yeah, dude, it's, it's super insane. Yeah. Like, I haven't raped anyone. Do, do you understand how ridiculous it is to, like, extract oil from the ground? synthesize it and then turn it into a plastic bottle and put water in it 
when we can do that same fucking thing with a plant that grows in a very short amount of time. Like, the turnaround on, on hemp is crazy. You can plant it forever. Like, there's just... It's like it was put here to fucking help us move mm. the fuck forward. You can make literally shoes, cars, fuel, uh, the oils from it. Like, And, you know, you always have that hippie guy who's always like, hey, man, you know, but, like, it literally does everything. Like, if you make paper from it, it's durable, like durable. And you can regrow a hemp forest every, you know, couple days. But at the same time, it was the, the logging industry, too, because hemp was about to put a lot of paper companies out of business. So it was like Rockefeller and a couple of these dudes that all got together because all these industries could be affected, and they just demonized it. And they should have just bought them out. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that, that, that's, 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 that's what I don't understand. Is like you know, as green technology pervasively comes forward, these oil industries, why aren't they just investing into solar and in renewable technologies? Like well, why why are they it, just convinced that this will work forever? It's a new concept that they they couldn't they couldn't invest. They had to like shut them down. But you can invest. They're making all of the money. Why not just well, continue to, in, like, the betterment of all of us is what we're supposed to be doing, right? Right. So well, back then, they didn't have that concept, you know? Well, I think we actually That's have a it. a new concept. Actually, I think we have it less now. <laughs> I would, I, yeah, I, back I, I would then. say the opposite. I'd say we tried to connect the coast with the railroad. We tried to build tall skyscrapers. The Great Wars, I think, took us out of it. Yeah. Turned us into a consumer society during the, the most prosperous era, right? You know, the 50s. They, they, they invent credit. Everyone needs a refrigerator. Uh, they get that going. They turn us into a consumer society, and then, and it's not even a secret anymore. Planned obsolescence into technology, meaning that yep. like, you know, a refrigerator from the '50s will last you 20 years, and a refrigerator from the '70s will last you 30 years, and then a refrigerator from the '90s will last you five. Yeah. Right. And there's there's a reason they they think that's good for the economy, and like just continuing to keep us consuming rather than like, hey, let's as a nation decide like, let's let's do this great thing. Let's get to fucking space. Let's accomplish it but we don't do that anymore no and and i feel that we used to have at least this american mindset that like investing in renewable futures would would make sense over time like where you're like hey you know uh all right fossil fuels are kind of coming to an end i see solar and wind working let's invest 10 percent of our funds into that like just well basically it seems like corporations just get big and then act like the mob with the government's fucking help yeah the the people in charge with all the money they're like oh well we don't want to advance humanity we want to exploit everything we already have well they need to sell you something yeah exactly yeah. that's but, but the exploitation yeah it's weird though because i just gladly buy the new better thing if they would just i mean they're already investing money into bullying me into yeah. you know trying to hire lobbyists i mean it just it's always been weird to me that, like, it makes more sense to synthesize oil into plastic than to just let hemp be legal. Right. It's just so confusing. It's ridiculous. But, uh, and not to knock alcohol, I mean, I, I love being a beverage producer, and I, it's, it's one of my favorite things in the entire world. But it's insane that you just have such access to this kind of a product, and that we're so prohibited with everything else. Are you guys going to put hemp in a beer? Nah, that's not really on brand for us, to be honest. I mean, we might sometime. A lot of what we do is we're very slow to change, I guess. We like to pivot and be innovative in the lanes that we really like to. But, like, it took us, what, five years to even produce one session IPA into the market that, you know, we wanted and we're proud of. We make, we make beers for the guy that goes to the grocery store and picks up a six-pack, like, three times a week. And then, like, two on the weekends. Yeah, that's... They should be buying so, cases. Well, absolutely. That's ideally what you know, we want to do. I mean, some people can't plan, can't plan ahead, Brandon. They don't <laughs> have a calendar like Kevin does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Buy beer on Wednesday. Buy beer on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drink less on Tuesday. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, no. But then again, beyond beyond our everyday beers like that, the stuff that they've put out lately has just been out well, of the park. Well, the stuff outside of our year-round beers has always been where we like to kind of like do stuff a little outside of the norm. I mean, you can you can serve a couple different sides of the, the, the atmosphere, right? So like our fans have traditionally liked the fact that you know, we're accessible. We, we, we do an outdoor-driven lifestyle, so doing a bunch of, like, complicated pastry beers or Hazy Boys, like, doesn't make sense for our consumer. Like, those are calorically irresponsible. Uh, they don't make you want to move <laughs> at all. <laughs> you want something light and refreshing that feels rewarding uh, when you're out. But at the same time, like, we like making crazy stuff for people that... Yeah, because fucking Dire Wolf's an amazing damn beer. I don't know why you guys don't make it more often. Because I don't think you can recreate that beer. Well, I mean, was it one of those we're unicorns? Trying. We're trying. I mean, so we did we did two different bottle conditionings with it when we originally made it. So we've sold completely out of the first version of that. We have the second one. I think I think we'll probably run out of it when we sample it out at Real Wild Woody this year. And then Wild Saison. You're sampling it there, huh? You're sampling it there. Yeah, we'll have it there. It's a shit. It, now I gotta go because I haven't had it yet. I haven't had Dire Wolf. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, and then we got a bunch of other stuff going on like that, and, and we love doing that. But a, the market's not ready to have that at scale, and it's more of like th- those are passion projects, passions of love, stuff we love to do, and we like sharing that. But I don't know. It's we like being beverage producers. That's why we do spirits. We're eventually going to do you know sodas and all sorts of other really? stuff, winery. How sometime. many how many spirits do you have right now? Six year-round. We've released three small batches, and we'll release uh, a 750 whiskey single malt this year. Really? Yep, before the end of Q3. All right, I would try that. That podcast is going to be fun. Yeah. Yes, it is. When we're sampling the whiskey? Yeah. Yeah. Two words. off the ground. Banana. Hammock. Oh. Yeah, we're going to need Uber that. Uber, we'll be employing Uber that night. I had yeah. some Tortuga banana rum. We were on a cruise one time. I'm like, fuck, this shit's so good. It melts like a melted popsicle. It was so damn good. I brought two bottles back because my buddy wanted to bring a bottle. I'm like, he's going to love this. And when I brought it back, I feel really bad, but I gave him the small bottle and kept the big one for <laughs> me. It's like, this shit's so good. I'm not going to give this away. I love that. And I'm not a big spirit guy, but man, banana fucking rum is amazing. Huh. That is, oh. Yeah, you got to nice. make that shit. Yeah, and then when you do that, Put that in a barrel, and then give me the barrel. I'm gonna put some beer in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're uh, that's yeah. Bar- bar- barrel stuff is definitely gonna be uh, coming up in the future. We uh, hashtag barrel stuff. Hashtag barrel <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's the best. That's, that's pretty. Uh, <laughs> that's a great name for a beer. Too. Yeah, our first single malt whiskey is gonna be in and gone, and then uh, we're three years out on bourbon. And, uh, How many barrels do you have like sitting in there right now? Uh, we have over just over a hundred barrels of blue corn bourbon, which will be kind of like our signature like, bourbon. Uh, that's the long-term four-year stuff. Oh, you're and, making bourbon too? Yeah, I've been for a year, and so we have yeah, and then we, I think we have almost 200 total barrels filled between single malt blends, and then we have the the beer spirit things where we take brewed beers before they go into fermentation so basically just beer wort and then we beer wort and then we kiss or sorry we'll take a finished beer 
and distill that down. We did that with our pumpkin whiskey. That was our first small batch. So we have a few more of those in barrels. We have some single malts. I think I have a three-year-old barrel-aged pumpkin beer from Grand Canyon still. I've been saving it. I had like uh, four of them. The, wisp? the one with the orange wax on it. Oh, those are not barrel-aged. Oh, they weren't? No. No. Uh, they I were do, good, though. I they have barrel-aged pumpkin. I'll trade you. I have some barrel-aged pumpkins. Oh, okay. Mm. We did one run of it. We called it Will of the Wisp because, I don't know, I'm always thinking more clever than I am, I guess. And so <laughs> I probably should have just kept it simple and called it Barrel-Aged Pumpkin Springs, which is what it will be called when we do it. <laughs> Will the <laughs> Wisp time. is good. That's a good name. Yeah, I, I thought so in relation to the pumpkin and stuff like that. So. God, whatever. Dan's leaving us. Everybody uh, say bye. Dan, bye, Dan. We love you. Bye, bye Dan. Dan. We love you. Thanks See for hanging guys. out. No more tiki torches or whatever. No. <laughs> yeah. He's got to go and make some cocktails. Text Jenny and say if I get rid of two of those, can I get another hour? Yeah, we just yeah. April <laughs> April informed Jenny last night that you two were going to San Diego, and she wasn't unaware of that. Oh yeah. Oh, so both you guys. So both you guys are busted. Two weeks after that, we're going with Brandon for his birthday. Yeah, we're going for my birthday to San Diego. Yeah, I, I, I have not told my wife I'm going to San Diego yet either. We're going to have fun. I'll so just so she knows right now, she's going to listen to this podcast, right? Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> tell her we knows. talked about murder mystery, and she's going to be all over it. Yeah. Uh, she. God, her podcasting is crazy. Like, she, I, I woke up to listening to her listening to podcasts this morning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I like it. I like, I like, I'm interested in what she's usually listening to. Uh, not enough to, like, follow up myself, but just, you know. Yeah. Is she a Beerside w- subscriber? I hope. Uh, no, she listens to like true crime. And we didn't kill anybody, so she's not listening to us. Mainly that. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, you know like every other woman in the world right now, obsessed with serial killers. Yeah. You know, every time I turn on Netflix or whatever else, it's like, oh, there's a new documentary about her, uh, somebody killing their husband on you know NBC.com or whatever. I, I and April's like, I already watched yes. all that. Yeah, it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. She's like, I already watched that one. I already watched that one. I, I, I heard it was because women want dudes that are like uh, thoughtful and planning and. Uh, but also we're full of surprises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the serial killers like like they, they you know they stick to a plan. They you know they're they're, they're very uniform. They have their ritual. They, yeah, but yeah. then also surprise, I'm a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, we had a friend here last night. He had a new Volkswagen. The only thing I'm thinking of is like, Bundy drove one of those. <laughs> it's like yeah, I've been watching too many documentaries. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, if you watch that comedy show, a documentary now. No. There's a show on Netflix called Documentary Now. It's like these 30 minute. It's Fred Armiston and uh, Bill Hader, and uh, they basically do these. Every episode is mocking a specific documentary. Oh, really? Yeah, it's super really? cool. Do they do the That's one where cool. the guy pushed his wife down the stairs? What one was that? The old guy, um, and he got away with it. He pushed he pushes two women down the stairs over like a period of like twenty years. Um, it was on HBO, and then was they, he the someone very, famous? Or yeah, no? um, uh, Phil. Not, I forgot what it was. Something, something, Kennedy. <laughs> no, no, no. Was it Phil Spector or something? No, or no? he. No, no, it was. No. It was a show. That, it was originally was a. It was a podcast or a YouTube thing. They did it and they eventually put it on. Um, I think HBO, and then ev- uh, at the very end of it, he's mic'd up and he goes in the bathroom and he starts admitting to killing these women, while he's mic'd up in the bathroom. What? Yeah. Wow. And and the, so during this whole thing, it's about him killing his wife, but she fell down the stairs. He says. And then is doing all the research and all the investigations. They found out that he had a girlfriend, like in Germany, like 15 years before that, and wow. she died the also same way. The yeah, yeah, also clumsy the ladies. Stairs. Yeah, I know. What a coincidence. Yeah. They're, so, they're so clumsy. He's always, got a thing for the clumsy girls. What is that guy? And he's he's part of like not the Rockefeller, but some other famous New York family. Wow. 
the, the Astors, um, the the Morgans, Vanderbilt, the Vanderbilts, Vanderbilt. uh, JP Morgan, Some Rockefeller. Morgan. <laughs> anyway, that's all it is anymore on Netflix. Is we're like, whoa, wh- who died here and who killed this person here? We watched the one last night about that girl that convinced her boyfriend to commit suicide. Oh, that's, she just got. That's uh, pretty good. I forgot how long she got. They did, yeah, they they did. Uh, she got like shit. She got like 15 months, and that's it. And they and they just appealed it last week to go to the Supreme Court over free speech. Yeah, I think that. Oh, Michael Peterson. Okay. I think that she. Uh, I thought that they had done that, but then uh, they actually ended up holding her accountable for that. But I mean, I, I, it might still be in flux. But it is. What's it? I love you now. Die. It's on HBO. And the thing's on 2020 or Dateline. Did you see the chick that just got 20 years for sleeping with her students down there? In yeah. Yep. <laughs> she was hot, but she looks a mess now. I know. Well, that's what happens. That Casey, we have Casey Anthony out there and uh, the women's prison out there, too. We got a yeah. lot of famous. We're like, uh, we're like Diet Florida. We are. Diet Florida. Everything weird Florida happens like- in Germany, Florida, or Arizona. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Governor Ducey, Ducey. Aside <laughs> I mean, we have a, a history of horrible governors. I mean, Jan Brewer was a disaster. Um, Meekum. Meekum, Fife, Keating were all arrested. Who was the prison. dude that was the Saving Alone guy? Wasn't Nap- Napolitano? He was a good dude. No, the Saving Alone guy was Fife, wasn't he? No, it was like not. Fife Symington, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, all the junk bonds? Yeah, so Fife. Keating, oh, no, he was real Meekum, estate. Keating, Keating was the Meekum Saving was the yeah. racist. Yeah, those guys were all prosecuted, though. No, Keating like, was the savings loan guy. We actually guy. Had, we had four and governors. And Five Simonton was real estate. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, Janet Napolitano. Good dude. Good dude. Her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jan Brewer. It's just, it's, it's, our governors have not historically Oh, what was the scandal with Dan Brewer? I missed that one. Did she, she had a. She was always trying to fight He Man. It was weird. <laughs> no, she looked like, um, uh, Skeletor. What's her name? The Simpsons. Yeah, she had the same hairdo. Oh, oh, what Mines. was the what was the what was the scandal though? I don't know if she had a. No, she she didn't have a scandal. She, she just didn't do anything. Person and her policy yeah. sucked, and she just it was an incompetent governor. And, and we had the oh, last okay, one, yeah. and she's the one who point, pointed the finger and waved her finger at Obama or something like that. Yeah, now she's like oh homeland security. Is she, oh, is she really? Oh yeah. God, Janet I, Napolitano was the first homeland security chief, I think. Yeah. yeah. So the, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah her. Uh, which was ridiculous, anyways, because like her only qualification was like managing a state with a, a border state, and it's like right. That doesn't make you qualified to run national security, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. You uh, had authentic Mexican food, so do I. That doesn't make me. <laughs> that doesn't make me any more qualified to fucking run this country. We uh, have food or, trucks or, that do or that, or even uh, you know the the national spying program, which is now what it is. So. It's, that's crazy too. Right? Oh, she becomes oh, the yeah. first, she okay. becomes the first oh, NSA yeah. Here right? go. Yeah. Go, I want to bring go. it. I want to know yeah, Alex's yeah. opinion is on this. Yes. So, do you think that your phone listens to your conversations? I know that. It, I know that it records. See, it. told you, Kevin. Yeah. I, so I, I, we I just don't had know this that conversation. Listening to it, but like, it, it's not even a question anymore. This stuff has been proven. Uh, your Alexa's recording you. People are listening to it. Your phone's recording you, and it's going somewhere. These things yeah. have been absolutely proven. So we know the NSA is listening to everything that goes over the wire, right? Well, they're at least recording it. That's the thing. They're recording it. They're recording it. It, it can be data mined. Yeah. If they go to search for something, they'll find it. Of course. So so then the, the thing comes up about you know you you talk about something in person with people uh-huh. and you don't search for it and 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 suddenly it comes up 
when you're doing web searches. It comes up on websites and ads, and there it is, it, like minutes later. Yes. And, and I was like, oh, no, they don't need that. They don't need to listen to you. They have all your data without that. And we were talking about it today. And then I was like, you know what? I deleted the Facebook app off my phone like three months ago. And it happened to me last week. I was talking to someone about something. And then I did a Google search or something. Uh, not even a Google search, actually. I did a web search, went to a web page, and the ad on the page was the thing I just talked to someone about. I don't even have the Facebook Because you have an iPhone. iPhone. Steve Jobs is listening to you. No, 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 no. Yes, Apple is. is all about privacy. No, it's Google not. and Facebook and all those people... It, Apple is all about Didn't privacy. Facebook just get yeah, five, five, that's a yeah. Facebook, Facebook invades your privacy. Google invades your privacy. Apple does. Um, Amazon. To no. quote, I'm Amazon to does too. Privacy. Yes. To quote Jim Carrey, fiction can be fun. Um, <laughs> pretending that Apple is about privacy is a fun game, and they proved that they're not about that when that whole case came up, and they were like, "Oh, federal government, we're not going to give it away." Do you recall how all that ended? They, they, they gave in, and they, they just helped the federal government now. And no, they didn't. They, they respond to warrants when they can, if it's things that they have accessible. But they did not unlock the phone for the FBI. Until not the that particular case, but they, yeah. they also, uh, once the FBI, because the, the, the whole point was that they're like, that's our proprietary stuff. You're not, you can't do that. So, and, then, and that was their stance. So the FBI then cracked it. They should have sued the FBI, like they said they were going to. They didn't. And right. then they continued, like... Apple has so many cases where, like, they just hand over information to subpoenas. Like, well, if if they have the data and they get a subpoena, they have to give it up. But no, there's cases they where they don't have the they, data. They, they, they don't. That's the thing. They don't have to. They just do it. They don't. There's no law that requires them to give up data that's pr supposed to be protected. Well, no, actually, if, under actually, there is. Actually, there is. If, if, if they get a subpoena <laughs> from the court and they have the data, they have to give it up. But they never get a subpoena for it. No, they do. They do get but subpoenas all the time, but again, they're not supposed to have it. There's some data they don't have, and there's some they do, and right. they give but, up the but data. But they're they have, not but. supposed to be taking this data from me, or they're doing it without my knowledge, and then they're doing it yes. under like, oh, it's under your terms and conditions. Well, that's why it's wrong. Well, I so mean, for example, I mean, I, I guess message. legality isn't necessarily more important as morality. I mean, the Holocaust was legal, so is the extermination of Native <laughs> Americans. The Native American Exclusion Act was legal. Right. Oh my yes. God. And that's immoral. Knowledge drop right there. I never yeah. thought of it that way. So yeah. So literally, I mean, I like you turtles. know, you think the Nazis <laughs> killed some people? We fucking killed more people than the Nazis. I agree with that. Well, so wait, did how? Stalin. What do you mean how? Have you seen? The yeah, Stalin's number one. Stalin's yeah. number one. The USA is number two, and Hitler's number how? three. Who the we Native we Americans? We killed oh, them oh, fucking all. Okay. All of them. Oh, I thought we you killed them all when we killed everyone else in the world. Yeah, well, I, I no, that, that, that doesn't even count. That was America. that was that was that was the wars. That doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, because no, it was a no, war. No, I get what you're saying. But yeah, so as yeah. far as extermination goes, yeah. But no, no. So so Apple gives up the data they have when they get a subpoena right. or sure. a search no, no, warrant. I understand that, but but like, there's some data they don't have, but and they they that they're about privacy is misleading because they're not. Well, and they are. No, that's they're their about number one shareholders. But, but, but that's like saying like Google. That's true. That's like saying that Google's about like uh, doing good. They're not. No, no, no. Google's they about run, selling ads. Well, Google's also running the entire like citizen spying network and social currency in China. So while everyone's like, right. "Oh, Google's awesome," it's like they're literally running like that's dystopia. That's why they keep closing it down. They're literally yeah. running the dystopia in China, like all the tech behind it. So and I can. I can tell you, like, when it comes to Apple, there are some data they have and some data they don't. Like, iMessage is encrypted end-to-end. -end. So if you're messaging over what? iMessage, they can't give that up. But 
Vizio TV, your Vizio TV got busted like a year and a half ago for recording people's reactions while they were watching certain shows. It's you not bought just video. Vis- but, but I'm, what I'm saying is you went to Costco and you that. bought a TV. Yeah. You didn't think your Vizio TV was spying on you. You TV should know better. Out, Why do you think it was so one cheap? On porn one night, and yeah. they're watching that shit or whatever else you're Why? doing. Yeah. Why do you think those TVs? I've been paranoid. I mean, ever yeah. s- ever since technology came in my life, I've always had a. My phone's a little different, but like my laptop always has a piece of tape over the. the it's like Zuckerberg's. Well, I mean, Hackers isn't a greatly accurate movie by any stretch of the imagination. But the concepts. But, but the concepts are are good. To, like if you if you take those concepts. And you read 1984 and Fahrenheit 451 or other works that like try to warn us about like uh, government having like pervasive control over like over being able to see or hear everything we're doing. Like that enough should have just been like some clear warning for everyone. But you know we still just like buy Alexas and put them in our fucking house. They're like, hey, you know, uh, turns out everything that you say to Alexa is being recorded, even though we said it wasn't. Right, and, and, uh, and employees at Amazon are laughing at you. That's the funny. Yesterday, I saw a meme, and it said, "Yeah, I said something to my to my wife, and she's like, why are you talking so quietly?'" And I go, and it said, "So Steve uh, Steve Jobs is listening to me, or Mark Zuckerberg is no, listening to me." So, no, and it no, said, no. I laughed. She laughed. Mark Zuckerberg so laughed. Alexa Amazon laughed. Guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Siri laughed. Yeah. And I was like, "That's so true. That's why I don't want one. I'm not putting that shit in my house. Not like I'm doing anything wrong, but." I still don't want that. Well, Just like, no, 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 Brandon, you don't understand. If someone decides they don't like you, they can go through all your data and, and they, they can, can they can find go find something. Exactly this. No, they can find it's something and make something. you look like it, a criminal. It's taking like a dozen things you said over ten years out of context, exactly. putting them all together at once. Exactly. Yeah, so well, that's you a, have the data. You can do whatever you want. This is so. This is the thing that cracks me. So those people talk about with their new insurance, like what's it that flow? Here, plug this in your ODB tool in your ODB in your car. Yeah. And we'll save you some money on your insurance. No, right. that's not where they're doing it. They're doing it to see, were you speeding when you hit that car? Right. Did you break well, late that, when that, you rear-rented well, somebody? That is also being yeah. sold to like anyone who wants it, right? Yeah, so, that too. Because so so people reason. who want to open up restaurants and like these multinational firms that want to like yep. open up businesses, like they buy that information because they're like, okay, yep. eight, X percent of their drivers in this city, they you know drive 20 miles on, on average a day in a loop or... There's when you when, yep. when you think about how much data is in that tool, mm-hmm. and they're selling it, and just like our emails and our phones yep. and everything they said that they weren't gonna sell, they're fucking selling. Yeah, someone's doing it, and it's it just slowly happens, and we make jokes about it, but it just like slowly becomes normalized. I think we brought this up in one of the two episodes that we recorded and didn't share on social yeah, media because we went off the rails. Yeah, so I had a friend, and he actually yeah. he, he actually he moved out here from college with a sports media marketing background. Yeah. Went to work for the Phoenix Suns. So the Phoenix Suns would basically go to cell carriers and say, hey, we want to sell tickets to this demographic in this area. So they actually contact Verizon mm-hmm. and say, we want this this zip code, this area code. We want oh, these that's, people. You're describing Facebook ads. Yeah. And yeah. they'll deny that they do that. But he's like, no, it's bullshit because I saw the list. They actually said from Verizon on it. And they asked how should they go because that's who they want to sell season tickets to. What kind of beer are you guys drinking? <laughs> <laughs> there there you over there, this Brandon. is the Kool-Aid beer right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're going to talk about when taxes next, so buckle up. Yeah. This is, but this is we're going to talk do. about ending the Fed next, everybody, so said, everybody thinks that we just sit around and drink beer all day and talk about beer and talk about some other brewery or whatever else. No, we sit around and talk about shit like this. We talk about everything. 
I'm going to get another beer. I wasn't going to get another you beer. Another beer. Get another you need another beer. You absolutely need another beer because <laughs> yeah, you're being so really so quiet. Edward, Usually you're full of opinions. Yeah, so Edward Snowden. You want to talk about teachers? This, he, he blew the whistle <laughs> on the CIA, the fact that, or the NSA, excuse me, the fact that they record everything and it's all readily available, right. even though it's illegal, they record it anyway. And now he has to fucking live in Russia. Mm-hmm. No, they patriot. arrested him. They kicked him out. No, that was, uh, you're thinking Julian Assange. Oh, yeah, because he was Fuck living in some, guy. like, um, well, he's, t- he's immoral with the well, data. Hold on, hold on. I need, to, I need to see, I need to clarify here. Yeah. So you're like, fuck Julian Assange, but, uh, but not Edward Snowden. Okay. Um, <laughs> all Julian Assange is doing is making data that people are trying to hide public. But all he's of it. All, sure. But all it, of it. He's, it should be. But he's a more yeah. responsible journalist than almost no. anyone in the world. What about Edward Snowden? Edward Snowden's a fucking American patriot. Yes, I agree. Right. We founded the government. That's my we sh- they should not keep no, secrets and, from and us. And that is my point. Like right. Edward Snowden's a hero, and and the whistleblower protections that should have protected him failed him, and he had to flee the country. Yeah, and Julian bullshit. Assange and anyone like love or hate Julian Assange, like I know he's a, a a pivotal character, and like some people believe that he is a Russian agent. I get all these things, but like he's not a Russian agent. I, I know this, but like <laughs> some people don't. So it's yeah. Trump. But the fact. The fact, well, yeah, the fact oh, that they, the fact that the, they stormed well into an embassy and arrested him without judicial process should scare the fuck out of anyone in journalism in the entire fucking world. Yeah, you know, if, the if they get shit done, the they precedence can... his arrest set. He was arrested in an embassy, not by their government, by another government. So you're technically on sovereign land with a foreign police. Yeah, arresting. A citizen from another country. Yeah, I agree. That should it's not happen. Fucking the crazy. Chileans That's or the same he was with Venezuelans. Yeah, revoke his. It was Chileans. They revoked his. Uh, yeah, because his, there was a whole yeah. thing because they were tired they were of him being. Him no, he was, no, he was being. A, he was pestering the embassy, and they got tired of him, nope. so they basically turned him over. No, hold on. See, and this is what the problem is. The embassy revoked his status because someone in Sweden accused him of sexual assault. Oh, that I didn't case know that. was dropped by the Swedish government. He was still locked up in there trying to avoid the government. Now, the Swedish government is now reopening that since he's been acquired, but everything that led to him being removed from there is being driven by the UK and the US government. Jesus. Like, you can look all that up. The, the Swedes brought that case up after he had already seeked asylum, then uh, dropped it after it just went nowhere and they couldn't get him out of there. And um, even after they were like, but like you can stop, so you're you can stop giving someone asylum. But like literally, as an embassy, if you've granted asylum to someone, you can't just kick them out the fucking door. That's ridiculous. Like you're, <laughs> I mean, <Bye. laughs> they did. Uh, they didn't. Uh, what they did, what London did, was violate international law. Yeah, and they this let is important to understand in. because yeah. it will set precedence for the rest of the world for journalists yeah. and international embassy well, then, asylum. And this brings me back to something. Important. You it never did something wrong. Alexa never thought you did anything wrong. But someday they might say, well, hey, they were doing this and that. You know what? Let them go arrest that guy. And, we don't want that And when you end up in a fucking yeah. cage and exactly. all they say is, you know, like, he wasn't really the greatest guy. You know, he did this. And, yeah. like, everyone's like, oh, okay. And doesn't want to take a second Remember when you said, fuck it, you, Alexa, I'm dealing drugs, that, and they're like, boom, stupid. yeah, we don't want you anymore. And, uh, yep. that's, that's exactly what everything is. It's like uh, they, yeah, people, it's people are just handed their opinions now. There's that's no privacy. Why, that's why regardless of my opinions of Julius Assange's like, behavior, I respect him as a journalist because at least he doesn't seemingly have an agenda that is, like, sharp. Like, you watch CNN, Fox, anything, you know who they're driving. Yeah. But like you said, maybe it's irresponsible for him to release all of the data. But it's also the most honest move. That's true. It's, uh, the his fairness, policy remember the is, fairness doctrine yeah. before the early 2000s killed it? 
Yeah. Julian Assange is basically the fairness doctrine personified. Yeah. He's like, if I get data, I'm going to release it. Yeah. And and, and what happens is, is people pick up, like, they're like, oh, look at all this stuff about Hillary Clinton. And they grab that and they move with it. But he's like, but I've released tons of stuff. Like, you guys just picked up on this. Right. And that's exactly it. It's like, he's uh, not driving an agenda. The people who grab his data are. Yeah. And uh, I just, I think as far as journalism and... and I can't let you sit dry. Oh, that's why Brandon... That's why Brandon... <laughs> I've been wet all day. <laughs> Sweating over here. <laughs> looking at you. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's just my whole thing on it. Like, you know, even Chelsea Manning, like... Love, yeah. love her, leave her. Like no, she tried to good. use whistle. She tried to use whistleblower protection to she's to expose the war crimes. Well, and they, of, they uh, made her insane. Of, because of it. I mean, she was in solitary confinement for like two years, right, or I mean, something. It was crazy. Well, I mean, solitary confinement just makes people crazy, anyways. And, I mean, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, regardless of uh, my opinions about Chelsea Manning or Edward Snowden or Julian Assange. These people should be allowed to bring the transparency that they're supposed to. Right. When, you know. I mean, and ideally, I mean, and this is, you know, I mean, probably a record time for me not to bring up the fucking Constitution, but <laughs> it's the rule book that set everything in yes. motion. Like, when you understand how the law works and, like, we're we're, the legislators in this country, the people who are supposed to be making laws are deferring all of their power to people that are wildly dangerous. Well, most... None of this shit is constitutionally sound. Right. Most of the government wipes their ass with the Constitution every time they take a shit. And Dude, I, I've literally is. heard it said in California that, like, <laughs> the Constitution is just disregarded. Like, yeah, it's they, ridiculous. They, because they follow a, a social moral code. And, and here's the deal, man. That's bullshit. I, listen, I don't give a fuck how we want to do this. If, if we... I don't give a fuck what the rule book is. Like, I... I am about liberty and being left the fuck alone, but I don't care what the rule book is. Like, just like in beer, there's a set of rules. It's Title IV. We all play by the same rules. Yeah. Uh, I don't give a shit what the rule book is. But if there is a rule book, we need to follow it. It needs to be uh, even across the board, and yeah. that's not what we're doing anymore. We've gotten away from the Constitution. Most laws are unconstitutional. Uh, most behavior is unconstitutional. And yeah. if you go back and you look at the Federalist Papers or what our Founding Fathers wrote or how they actually built laws or any of this stuff, this is never what they wanted. They right. wanted a, a government so small you didn't even know it was there. Right. And and that's not what's happened. And it's both sides and both sides want a bigger government. Both sides want to tell you how to live your fucking life. And it and, and taxation literally comes down to, hey, can we have a civil discussion about how I want to lock you up in a fucking cage if you don't want to pay for my shit? Because regardless of taxation, someone wants to spend your money on shit without your permission. Yeah. So and but I still love it here. I mean, you, I get to say this shit, and like, as long as these things are being protected, we can we can change it. But it just it sucks that we kind of like got so far astray before 2007 invents Twitter and instantaneous communication. The smartphone takes off, right? So we've literally is a, is a world only been awake for like 11 years, right. and so I think that at like 20, 30 years, we're gonna see some change. For the good, but I mean, it's just—it's crazy that we just have given up so much of. I like, think it's getting. Want to do? 
Thanks, yeah, Obama. The, well, the people in charge need to be reeled in. The people in charge are people with big boobs taking pictures of themselves, and they're the ones who influence people now. No, no, no. That's the distraction. Yeah, mean, yeah. The people with all the money yeah, and yeah. The power was, it, was it Nero or was it Caesar? Give them, give them bread, give them games. Yeah, they'll never bread revolt. and circuses, baby. Bread and circuses. Yeah, give them games. They'll never revolt. Like, what so the fuck the, do you think sports is? Yeah, the modern translation is sports and big boobs. Sports well, and big boobs. Or <laughs> fucking one of my favorite Frank Zappa quotes was... Uh, the government is the, uh, or politics is the entertainment division of the military industrial complex. <laughs> and I was like, holy fuck. That's <laughs> a good know. quote. And they, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you the know, the greatest war general of all time slash president warned us about this, yeah. like verbatim, and no yeah. one took seriously. A tenth of a percent of the people control everything. Yeah. And they will interpret the laws however they need to to get things done the way they want them done. And the rest well, of us are coming along for the ride. And if we're well, lucky, we're most, fine. Well, the problem is is your average person will allow shit to happen as long as they can. I'm really talking to someone who's like, hey, can I buy Dr. Pepper? Can I play Call of Duty? Don't care. I'm like, that's it? Like, do you, understand, you, do you understand everything it takes fun. to get a Dr. Pepper to you in a video game to you? And like, what that means to just be able to be so fickle about it? And they're just like, I just don't care. Listen, I'm not saying you have to, like, be as insane as I clearly am, but. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but. But. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you. Just just at least have an opinion. Yeah. Be like this, whether, whether I'm going to get involved with it or not, like, I know it's wrong. I know this is wrong. But just to put your head in the fucking sand. Have you seen Have you seen the political cartoons from 1942 about Americans putting their head in the sand? Yes. Uh, for Hitler's war? Yes. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, Isolationism. And, it, it's just ignore it, it'll go away. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's not even just that. It's just human behavior, right? Like, if you don't have to think about it, if it's not affecting you personally, like, this is the nicest way to say it. And it's just, it's how we act, right? So charities. What charities yeah. do people give to? Once they're affected by it. People who, like, like I, you know, the, the whole Beardwar calendar thing, that was born out of tragedy and in something that affected our culture and we responded to it, right? And then, like, people who do fundraisers for muscular dystrophy or diabetes, those are people who are affected by those in their personal life. So it does make sense that when, you know, people are like, oh, we've got this border crisis, there's a civil war in Yemen that the U.S. and the U.K. are exclusively funding through Saudi Arabia that is, like, killing thousands of Yemenis, which is literally happening right now. But no one gives a fuck because it's not happening here. It's not their children. It's not my children. And, right. and it is hard to try to, you know, get every, like... Raising a family is hard. The world population doubled in 30 years from 1981 to 2018. The world population fucking doubled. Like, it's, no one knows how to handle this. We're all, f no, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're scaling for like 15% growth, but we're, we're way past that. Yeah, we don't have world wars or genocide that, you know, killed the population back then. Things changed so much. And now, yeah, it's, it's crazy when you think about how many people, it looks it's like how look, my Phoenix has grown. Fifth largest yeah. city in the U.S. Maricopa is the fourth largest county in the U.S. Gilbert's the fastest growing township in America. Maricopa is the largest growing county in America currently. And then, I mean, if that's not enough, there's a, you know uh, there's one more. I think it's uh, there's one more city here that's like uh, fastest growing or. It's at Mesa Gilbert. Uh, yeah, so, well, in Scottsdale now has become its own like culture. Yeah, it's like when cool. people on these oh, dating shows of the Bachelors and shit. It's like, where are you from, Scottsdale? <laughs> well, well, Scottsdale's always had its own kind of, but I mean, this is this is a big place. We right, we build out instead of up. 
Mm-hmm. I've always thought that Arizona was like uniquely a magnifying glass on the Ellis Island motto of you know, uh, melting being a melting pot. You know, I used to live in North Phoenix when I when I first moved here. I, I met. Don't you miss it? I, oh, I miss the hell of it. I used to. I used to work with and live next to Somalians, Romanians, Serbians, Bosnians. Well, maybe not Serbians and Bosnians in the same place, but <laughs> but you get it. Like people from all over the world. Like I've met more people from different places. Like le- like legitimately moved from there themselves or their parents did. Like one generation or no generations removed. And Arizona is this place where like everyone can kind of come and enjoy themselves and you know have this like really great shared experience. And I think that's why we t- continue to grow. And we, I think, might pace in the next couple of years, we might actually get out of fifth largest and maybe even get bigger. We, we've grown out. We can still go up. We're we don't have, to. we don't have crazy winds. We don't have tornadoes. We don't have all that crazy shit. We can, we can still go up and yeah, we don't, I mean, obviously we don't get earthquakes, but those are just been like aftershocks from yeah. LA, but it's like, yeah, woo-hoo, a little bit of a roller coaster today. To be continued. All right. Thanks guys. And we'll do this again really soon.